What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another great show. I am, of course, your host, Bob McIntosh, and excited for you guys to be joining us, whether it's on the live or the podcast or wherever you are. I always say this, but I appreciate you know and acknowledge you for the time that you give. It is the most important thing. So thanks for being on. I'm excited for today's show. Uh, we've got um, um, my friend Mark Tapp, and uh, I met Mark through uh, a group where I met actually a bunch of interesting folks that I've had on conver- and had great conversations with so far in the show. Uh, and before the show, we were talking a little bit about this and I'll let him get into the details, but he's got a way for you to sometimes net, uh, at least generally speaking of 50% ROI. Um, he's got a lot of information about an interesting method that's patent pending on how you can use lease options with Burr and a whole bunch more. So I think there's a lot of great value here. And, you know, I, I harped on this on the last, on last week's show, maybe not harp is the right word, but I talked about this on the last, on last week's show and as the market shifts and we go into this recession and real estate has clearly slowed down for most everyone in most areas. And even if you're still, you know, it's still a seller's market and some, you're not seeing what you saw before. And what that means for a lot of us is we need to shift our strategies. And so I think a lot of what he has to share today is going to be helping you understand, hey, here's how we can shift strategies so that we're not finding ourselves in bad positions as investors because we got caught either off guard or because, hey, you know, the market shifted faster than we could have ever anticipated, um, especially if we're doing flips and things of that nature and find ourselves in, in a position where we're like, oh, man, now what do I do? So uh, I think one of the most important things that I can do for all of you right now is bring in guests who have unique and different experiences, ideas, methodologies, and strategies that help you uh, just do better to understand, hey, there's not, we don't have to do the same thing all the time. We can always look at different ways to accomplish the end goal because uh, how's, what the, there's a saying, actually I heard it, Mark, in, in Texas, which is, what is it? Um, there's a, a bunch of different ways to skin a cat. I could be butchering that saying, but something of that nature. <laughs> um, so Mark, thanks for being on the show. Hey, and hey, Bob. Thank you, and thanks for uh, you know the, the 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 polite addressing there of an of an interesting guy. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I've got my Texas hat on. I am in San Antonio, Texas. I have to to sport the Texas wear when I get on. So, yeah. So, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to you and your audience today. No, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And look, I I think the the most important thing is look you know, I've been in real estate now for coming up on 15 years. So it's been, been enough time lived through the the downturn of the last time. And there's a lot of different things out there. And I, I'm, I'm genuinely, even just as a person who's been in here for a while, uh, it genuinely, genuinely, uh, genuinely appreciating the conversations that I'm having, because I think uh, as we dive into different ways to do things, uh, there is, there's a lot of ways that we can still make money no, no matter what the market is. Um, but so many of us have been focused on the same way for the last even 10 years, because it's really been a pretty solid market for at least that long um, for most everyone, you know, maybe not in the last two, it's been a little bit more crazy, but uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that. So um, what I kind of love to start with is I know, so you have this methodology called the the floss flips, which is something that you said you have a patent pending on, and it's a little bit of a different methodology and, but you're finding that it's working really, really well right now. So um can we talk a little bit about that? But actually, before you get into that, can you tell just a little bit for your background, for anyone who doesn't know you, you know, kind of how you got into all this, what you do sure. right now? Obviously, you said you live in San Antonio. So tell us a little bit about Mark, too. OK, well, I've actually been doing commercial lending, OK, uh, for about a decade. And so that's really I'm more of a finance guy than I was a real estate guy. And so yeah, and I still would tell you that today I, I'm more interested in being the bank than I am being a real estate. It's just real estate happens to be you know, where I, I spend most of my time with uh, with the finance. 
And, and so, uh, you know, a, a little over a year ago, I actually, I connected with a, a gentleman, uh, a lot of folks you may know, made Joe McCall. Joe McCall actually uh, has, has a big following also. And Joe uh, uh, and I were talking and, and he was telling me, Mark, if you really want to learn about lease options and things of that nature, because that was my interest. He said, You're, you really need to connect with a fellow by the name of John Jackson who lives down in the Fort Worth area. So John and I connected and uh, we became friends and I learned a whole lot about lease options, lease, you know, lease purchase agreements. A lot of folks think here in Texas you can't do uh, lease options and, and you can't do the SLOs, you know, the straight lease options. Or, you, know, you can, but only for six months. It doesn't work real well. But the lease options are certainly 100 uh, percent legal. And John's been doing these in, uh, for 20 years in 50 states and, and primarily in Texas. So you can do those lease options for up to three years. So one to three years. So, you know, as as learning from from John, one of the things that uh, it woke me up one evening is uh, um, I, I was looking how these guys that were flipping land had uh, the, the, the phenomenon that was going on where folks were flipping land for them to actually you know, to save on their taxes. They were you know, mainly taking those those properties and subdividing it and leasing it out. And that was giving them a much better tax play. And I was watching a, a, a podcast on Joe McCall. And an individual in there was saying he and his dad have been for over 20 years, been flipping land. And once they they learned the power of lease purchase agreements, then it started putting a lot more money in their pocket. And so I started thinking about, you know, wonder if that would work for uh, fix and flip investors, you know, rehabbers, uh, because these guys are flipping the property and they're paying a ton in taxes. And, and I actually brought it up to John. He said, yeah, Mark, you'll never be able to figure that one out because uh, he said lenders uh, just won't work with you on that because you know, you're going to end up having to put a tenant in the property uh, and maybe inside of the hard money. And they just can't do that because you're trying to sell that note on the secondary market. And once you do that shift and now you've got a tenant in the property, you'll just never be able to pull it off. And so I took that as a challenge, Bob. <laughs> and I told him, John, I'm going to be able challenge to do it. Challenge accepted. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. I'm like, man, I've, I've been working with lenders and I've been working with finance now for 10 years. I said, I can I can do this because one thing I know about banks and lenders is if you can give them more fees <laughs> and, and, and interest, then they're going to be happy. So you just have to prove to them that, that, that a methodology like this will work and they can make some money. But I will tell you that it was a bit of a difficult task to begin with. And, and, uh, and it really was exactly what I was just, you know, the, 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 the hardship was exactly what I just described is because they're like, yeah, Mark, we're selling these notes over like a black rock and, and they don't want to see uh, inside of that note when we're going into the secondary market that all of a sudden we shifted and put a tenant in the property when they thought that they actually had a short term note uh, with 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 a vacancy or just you know, just through the construction process. But I was finally able to get some legal teams and some of uh, some large lenders to work with me on this and we got it set up. And so such was the floss method was born. And what that stands for is fix, lease, option and sell. So you can see on my shirt and that last S is a dollar sign, which just means you make more money. <laughs> and what that stands for, the fixed lease option and sell, the floss method is, is uh, what it really does. It's a tax play. And, and, uh, you know, and because that's, it's the same thing that the guys were doing with the flipping of the land. But here's what most folks don't understand um, is when I actually talk to a fix and flip investor, I always ask them the same question on the front end. I'm like, so how much money did you make off that property? And they will normally almost 99.9% .9 of the time 
they tell me what their gross profit is. Mm -hmm. They don't know their net. Okay. And, and I'll ask them, I'm like, well, okay. That, so you made a hundred thousand dollars off the deal. So was that gross or was that net? And they go, I made a hundred thousand. I'm like, no, no, no. I need to know gross or net. There's a big difference. I mean, you, you know what your rehab construction costs are. Uh, you know how many points you paid on your note. You know, you know how it's interest rate, but do you know how much you're paying in taxes? What your true net income is? And the answer that I normally get, Bob, is is uh, uh, you're going to have to talk to my accountant on that. <laughs> yep. They don't know. Okay. And so I, I would, I, you know, if if we had a, a group of ten in the room right now, and they're all fixing flip rehabbers. I bet you only maybe one out of ten would be able to to, to answer that question, and maybe not even not not even the one. But it's so important. And I know this is not really a, a sexy talk topic to talk about taxes. But when you start understanding how much money that you're losing, that sometimes, many times, that's the number one expense in your entire rehab. And, and so let me give you an, why that is. OK, and, and if you go in and you look at the tax code and I'm not a CPA, OK, I've had all of our programs vetted by you know, some major CPA firms. And so we've got tax code behind our, our program. But here's the thing is you can pay taxes up to 37%, mm -hmm. right? Uh, do you know when you fix and flip a property, it doesn't stop there. You also have to pay payroll tax. And what's payroll tax? FICA. Okay, that's 7.65%. You know you have to pay that twice? Most people don't know that. You pay it under the LLC, and you also pay it again as an employee. So now let's do a little bit of math, okay? I'm going to round it up because I'm not smart enough to do the, the point system here. All right. So now you got 37 percent and now you're also at 7.65, 7.6. Let's just say it's 15 percent. That means now you're paying 52 cents on the dollar. So if you think you made one hundred thousand dollars and you're paying 52 cents on the dollar, you have a partner in the deal and his name is Uncle Sam. OK. And so he may not be <laughs> he might not be a managing member on your LLC. Okay, you might not have written it. He gets paid like one. No, he gets paid more than you do. All right, in this type of scenario. So, how in the world, as a fix and flip investor, do you not know, you know want to spend a little bit of time understanding that expense? Okay, uh, folks in here might have heard of a guy by the name of Warren Buffett. Okay, yeah, he's a, some some people know that guy. And if you go look up on the internet, there's a there's a quote that he has out there. He says he's made more money more money on the capital gains and not paying payroll taxes than anything else in his, his in, in his career. So what capital gains is, and some people think it's a dirty word, but when you're fixing flipping properties and you can get down capital gains, if you got a good CPA, it's probably getting you down to 15%. All right. That's about right. Yep. All right. And so do the math. Okay. 52% versus 15%. Which one would you rather pay? Clearly the 15. All right, so there you go. And so when I tell you that, that, that the method that we've put together is makes you up to 50% or greater return on investment. And, and when I first started talking about this, folks were saying, Mark, you can't say that. That's too spammy. You know, people will never believe it. And I'm like, it's just math, for gosh sakes. It's math. And so when you actually plug these numbers in and you start looking at it is it's almost always greater than 50%. I've run scenarios where it's 118% greater return on investment. All right. Now with margins getting slimmer, particularly with the way that the market shifted, 
you want to be able to mitigate your risk the best that you can, right? Always. All right. So then for goodness sakes, look at your expenses, look at your taxes. And so this is why this works. And so, you know, so you can go ahead and you get the private money or hard money. Okay. And then what you do is you can wrap it with that lease option. And because you've done that, then you're able to save on the taxes or something else I didn't mention, Bob, you also get to take some depreciation. Okay. Now I get it. Okay. Favorite so that, word. Yeah. That's kind of a cool thing. Now I get it. And when I have this conversation, folks say, yeah, but Mark, you know, if you're in and out of it in three years, you've also got to go back and recapture that depreciation. Sure you do. And I'm not a CPA. Go talk to your CPA on that, but you do get some depreciation costs too. All right. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, I mean, some is better than none, right? Maybe it's not the maximum amount, but hey, a little bit here, a little bit there. And I think that's that's one of the biggest things. Like when we look at, like for me, at least in the years of doing this, when I look at taxes and anything that I have to pay in that capacity or any of those like governmental fees and things like that, it's never like there's never going to be one solution that's like, hey, this one thing does everything for you. It's always like, oh, it's a little here, a little here, a little here, a little here. And when you add all those littles up, it's like, okay, that's actually pretty significant now. Yep. Well, and, and that's that's all we're doing. OK, it's it's not. it's in, in, And so we've actually the method, you know, we do have a patent pending on it it's just because no one's ever done it this way before. And what we've been able to do. So someone actually comes into flosslips.com is actually what we are is more transactional. So you come in, we do the consultative lending, but then we help you to look at different strategies. And the floss method is one of those. And we just happen to own that method. OK, and so we like to teach that and show it. Now, it may not be the method for every deal, okay, because we need to look at everyone, but it is a great method, and it's just learning how to use a lease option and put it into play, and it can be available in all 50 states, okay? So, it's not, you know, again, it, you know, folks say, well, it just doesn't work in my state. No, we have contracts for all 50 states, so it does work, and you just need to do the math, and so what, what we'll do is, if this is something someone's interested in, I do have a free uh, calculator that we can actually get in. Once I'll, I have some training, we'll teach them how to actually go and plug their own numbers in. And then they can decide whether or not this is a method that they could possibly use. But with the way that the market shifted, let's go back into that just for a minute is, you know, right now, at least in my opinion, and, and I don't know what you've been telling your audience because I haven't watched all your podcasts. Sorry about that. But but, but not, hey, no. we, we, look, if, <laughs> if all of us who are on these shows just listen to every podcast from every show we're on, we'd have no time to do anything but listen to podcasts. So I get it. Exactly. Well, but but I believe, in my opinion, at least purchases and seller finance uh, over the next two, three years, uh, you better know how to use those. OK, if you're going to be in this investment world. So uh, and so, you know, those are both in, in, in my it's the same person that's actually going to go and do a lease, you know, a rent to own. It's going to do a seller finance. And and right now, with the way that the market shifted, uh, you know, you're, you just don't have as many folks going and getting bank loans right now. And so if you want to open up uh, you know, to more in buyers in your market, if you're actually rehabbing a property, you need to be thinking about putting a sign in your yard that says this is also either a rent to own property or a seller finance property. OK, and it's going to open up the doors because I'm, I've talked to way too many investors over the last couple of months now that they they finished the rehab. Now the market's dropped. It's shifted. It's gone down. They thought it was going to be three hundred and fifty thousand dollars sale. But now it's a $320,000 sale because the market shifted. But the interest rates now, even with the bank, six and a half, seven percent. And when you're trying to do a DSCR loan, and so it's not confusing, it's a debt service coverage ratio loan, like a cash out refinance loan. 
you're starting to see those creep up above way above eight percent, actually eight to nine and a half percent. Right. And and so uh, and, and I don't want to you know rain on anybody's parade right now, but that's why the burst strategy is having a tough time right now, because if you go in there and you try to refinance a, a note at eight and a half percent, it's very, very difficult to uh, to be able to get a renter in there and cover the debt service. OK, for because the debt service is too high. It makes sense. Yep. And so, you know, that and so why, you know, six months ago, it, you know, burr is the word and burr, 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 burr is the word. It's kind of now it's that's actually in, in my in my opinion, it's kind of shifted right now. And you need to be very, very careful with that. OK. Yeah. OK. So I, I know you have a, something to talk about in that. But before we get there, I, I have a question for you. And, and this comes back to when we look at. Um, you know, rent to own lease options, there is a lot of times a very negative stigma about the people that need to do that kind of stuff, not necessarily being qualified, um, which is why they're not going to a bank in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so doesn't it just transfer the risk from the bank to you as the person offering the seller financing? And so have you like any thoughts about that? There's probably a pretty good chance, Bob, that you and me and a lot of the listeners on here don't qualify for traditional bank loan because they're 1099 employees. Okay, I've got friends of mine in this industry. They're you know, multi multi millionaires and don't qualify for a traditional bank loan. So, you know, it's uh, to try to actually bucket those people and say that those are not good borrowers. That's you know, seventy percent of the borrowers that want to buy, okay, are are those people. They're you. They're me. Okay, mm -hmm. they're people just like the ones listening to this podcast. And I think most of the investors on this podcast are going to understand that. And, and when you do a lease purchase or when you do a seller finances, you should, you know, you've still got to underwrite the individual. OK, it's just that we're underwriting. We're not letting the bank underwriting. We're underwriting those folks. And they are going to have to put a either a option fee down or in a seller finance. They're going to have to put a deposit down. So if it's a three hundred thousand dollar property, we're probably going to get at least, you know, you know twenty five to thirty thousand dollars down. And OK. And, and so you're going to try to do that in a 10 percent, which. That also is very helpful for a lot of these folks, because if they're going for a traditional FHA loan, they're being asked for 20 percent down right now. Uh, that's a much harder nut to crack. OK, and so it makes it it makes it much easier for for um, uh, for a buyer to get into in, into a position of actually home ownership. So you're really doing a service to you know, the, your community out there to help people that actually have a dream of being a home buyer as well. So um, a lot of times those folks are much more qualified, you know, and. And let's take as an example a 1099 employee. Let's take Bob McIntosh, okay, as an example. You know, you work for yourself. You've got a pretty steady flow of income coming in. Uh, you know, if if uh, you work for Twitter, <laughs> this is timely right now, okay. And you're just one of those 1,200 people that just got uh, that just left uh, uh, Elon Musk just yesterday or Thursday, whatever day that was, just recently. And I think there's a whole lot more that left. Um, who would you rather loan to the guy that actually is in that position that has a regular WT2 job or somebody that is a Bob McIntosh who has uh, got out there and he's got a secure income, 1099 employee job. So even if, even if your credit score, and I'm not saying this out there, okay. Cause I don't know his credit score folks. Okay. But even if your credit score is 580 and the guy mm -hmm. that works over here for Elon Musk is 800 right now, who would you pick? Who would you pick? And that's a great point. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And I think that that's something that we got to we got to look at, too. Uh, I just you know, it's it's always um, 
in in that world it's always been a, an objection i've heard and i love your answer because it's absolutely accurate like hey it's you know look there's going to be some that you know shouldn't right like there's going to be some people out there that hey like you should not be buying a house period you're just not ready for it in any capacity but you're trying to make it work because someone told you that that's what you need to do but there's just as many if not more of people like you and i um, and most of my listeners out here right now going oh yeah that would be great if i could do that no i was actually uh, i'm working with and and i and i know you, you know, we are starting to also do seller finance. And that was where I was going to transition and talk about right. that a little bit as well, because one of the things that we found out as we were uh, in this space is, is real estate investors were starting to call me and say, Hey, Mark, you know, I'm actually stuck in that property right now. I've got a hard money loan and the, and the market shift has, has taken my property value down. Um, and, and now I've got you know 90 days, 120 days on market and I'm just upside down. What can we do? And, and then this case, I, I, I got to tell you, you know, sometimes even the, the floss method doesn't work sometimes for that. And certainly the bird doesn't because you can't go in and, and really refinance and recapture their cash basis in that. So what do you do? And so that's that's actually kept me up at night uh, for the last few weeks trying to figure out how to fix that problem, because uh, that's what we do. Right. You know, as real estate guys, we're all we're, we're solution providers. We find a problem. We want to find a solution. And, and so uh, a really good friend of mine, uh, we got together and what we, we did come up with uh, uh, with a solution. We believe it works. And so uh, I'm calling it note flips. OK, the floss flips, <laughs> we're kind of playing on. We call it the note flips. And what we're doing with this is we're we're uh, and we're starting with just in Texas only. We may roll it out to some other states down the road, but we're, we're going to start off in Texas only. But what we're doing now is we're writing two notes. And so we're coming in and for that rehabber is. Uh, uh, you got this this issue going on is is now you come to us and we'll help you. You go put a seller finance uh, uh, yard sign in your yard and we're going to fund the buyer of the home. OK, we're not actually giving you the money back as the investor. What we're doing is we're being we're going into that end buyer and we're funding them and we're writing two notes. One of those notes is uh, going to be around 70 percent uh, of the value. And then the second note, what we do is we get that's the first lien position. And there's a second note and a second lien position that we can hand back to you, the investor. And what we're really trying to do and accomplish by this is going back in and paying off your private lender and paying off the hard money loan and getting you back into a position where now you got your debt paid off on that note that might be coming in and being called. But then we also so we've got some money now that we can actually start start and get you set up with. But in that second lien position, if you're able to hold that note is you also are creating cash flow. Kind of like what folks like the Burr method, okay. But now instead of being a landlord, you're a landlord, okay. And so now you're you're holding that note and you're cash flowing over time. And then what happens at some point in time when the market maybe re, you know, corrects itself and folks go back in and maybe refinance that note is then you get a lump sum when they refinance that. But worst case scenario, you know, you're cash flowing for maybe up to thirty years, okay, on that. And so now you become Bank of America. And so if that's a little bit confusing and it may be for the group here, um, but uh, it's it's just another way of being able to, to help people to get out of these situations. So primarily what we've done with my business is, is we've worked with fix and flip investors. OK, that's that is my target. That's my avatar. You're a marketing guy. That's my that's my perfect avatar mm -hmm. is to work with uh, fix and flip investors and show them multiple strategies on the way out. So, you know, in my, you've got there's there's five or six ways to come out of hard money. Uh, number one, you could just fix and flip it. OK, and then just be done with it. Number number two, you can fix and burr it. OK, you can do the burr method. Number 
Three is you can fix in short-term rental. Okay, there's another method. Uh, you know, the next is you could you can fix it and then go into seller finance. Okay, there's another one you could fix and floss floss it. Okay, and then and then also a lot of times what I like to do is the the final method is where you don't even fix it at all. So we we call it a granny house, and so you get a property that needs it, you know just a little bit of rehab, but not much. And you get it at a good value. And so we go in there and we just flip the note. That's all we're doing. And so we go in and, and uh, it's, it's a no fix and we go straight into a seller finance. So those are the methods that I like to, to teach. And so I think what you know, probably separates me from a lot of other folks is, is we do lend, but we're more of a consultative lender. So when somebody comes to us is I'm like, well, what's your exit strategy? Let's start with the end goal in mind. And we and then work backwards and try to figure out, you know, what the solution is. Uh, because I don't know. And I, cause I don't know what, what Bob wants. Okay. If you just right. want to cash out, then, then that's what we need to do. But, uh, you know, right now it's, it's just wise. Uh, we're just in different times right now. It's just wise to look at multiple strategies, even as a fix and flip rehabber and say, okay, which one's going to make me the most money, which one's going to mitigate my risk the best and, and, uh, and then make the decision after you've done your homework. Yeah. And I think that's the best thing we can do right now. Right. Understand that in real estate, there's always multiple exit options. It sounds to me like you've, all you've done really is, is create an additional exit option. Um, it's like, Hey, this is a, this is a possibility for you if these other things don't work, or maybe it's, Hey, this is a possibility for you. And the other ones could work, but this just works better. Right. If that's what you want. Yeah, Cause again, at, yeah. at the end of the day, it's what you want. And so all I'm going to do is, is that we just work with you to let you see the different you know, options that are available out there. And you go, you know, so you got five or six different choices, which one do you want? And and that's the one that actually fits my business strategy the best. I'm like, fine, let's, let's do that. And so that's what we do right. really with the floss lives. So let me ask you this on the, on the lending side of, you know, you, you essentially take out the first position are you guys creating or are you open to creating uh, loans where maybe the investor is actually the end buyer because they want to buy and hold it for a long term or maybe they're doing midterm rentals so the cash flow still makes sense for them to own it? Yeah, we, you know, we can do that as well. This is just this is this is really kind of our uh, little interim fix that we're doing right now to try to just re, you know, correct the market for some of our rehabbers right now. But we can do that. Uh, in fact, just yesterday I was talking to an investor here in San Antonio and and he had like three different properties and, and uh, he wants to, to, to hold them all in the second lien position. And, and we're going to put that together. And then he came to me and he said, Mark, my business partner has 25 uh, uh, other properties that are all right now in, uh, in seller finance. And, and uh, he's wanting to get out. Would you buy those notes? So I told him, yeah, let's put a tape together. And, and I'm supposed to go have coffee with him. Which That's a word I've not heard in a while. Tapes. I was, oh. I was just talking about someone else with this like recently. I was like, yeah. Um, I was like, I remember like back when I first, you know, first got started. It's like, hey, I got a tape of 100 properties. Like, it's like now, could you you imagine going to someone saying I got a tape of 100 properties? Like, they would just be like, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I shouldn't use that when I'm when I'm talking to folks like you. But that's the finance guy in me. I'm like, I just it just comes out. It's like the doctor language, and you just and so yeah, but because and. Uh, Okay. Just needs to be a long list. Okay. It needs to be a spreadsheet. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I always, I, I like 
that's funny. The first time I heard this, I just imagined, you know, like the adding machine, like the little rolls of paper that you put. I just imagine someone typing on a thing like that and it spits out this long list like this, but it's only like this big. Why? I have no idea. But in my mind, it's always how I envision what a tape actually looks like physically, right. although I, I know it absolutely doesn't. But <laughs> yeah, that's probably where it came from. OK, but see, you know, I'm a little older than you too, Bob. And so, you know, and, and, and because I still remember when we didn't even and I was working off a fax machine when I first started in business, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we had one of those that had the on the on the on the ends that had the little oh, you, you probably wouldn't even oh i know what you're talking about the, 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 the little, little holes that it could little holes. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah you know so when i got started in uh, right out of college i went to university of tennessee i, I got into insurance okay and and uh and and uh, i i i worked with a lot of companies about getting their group insurance together and i'd have to start we would call them the x x dates you know their expiration dates I'd have to start marketing for that, you know, three, four, five months ahead of time because, uh, you know, we had to go collect the data. And then once I collected all the data, I had to mail out my quotes to, you know, all the different insurance companies and wait for them to come back in. <laughs> I'm really dating myself right now. And now people just get online and, oh, got a quote. <laughs> Good to go, right? It used to take it's me funny, four, I was, five months just to get a quote. <laughs> where was it? Oh, I just I had I just rented a car like maybe a month ago, and the the car rental place still has the paper with the holes in the side that they feed it through and tear it off. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like what? Like seriously? Like that? How? how what? <laughs> um, it's like it's like 2022. What are, what are we doing here? Um, but no, actually, and you know what? It's funny. Like we talk about that, right? And just think about how much things have changed in you know that period of time till now. Um, and I and something that you just said, like really, this really kind of struck home for me is like, hey, look, technology is always changing. But just like technology changes, as investors, we have to change. We have to understand that, hey, the market, like there'll be another market kind of like this where it's crazy sellers again. And there'll be another market like it was before where it's crazy for the buyers. Um, it, it's always comes and goes. So we have to understand, hey, there's always different options. There's always different plays. There's always different exit strategies. We just need to know what are we after? What's our end goal? And how do we accomplish that end goal in the best way possible? And I think knowing and having as many tools in your tool belt, like think about, uh, I heard a speaker one time joke about, he's like, imagine you're Adam West, you know, OG Batman, right? He always had a tool for something, right? Like, you know, gets bit by a shark. It's okay. He's got shark spray in his, in his belt. Like you, you never know what you, what you might need at any given time to, to do that. So I think having those different tools just makes us more powerful investors as we go forward. You, you're probably hearing this because I'm hearing it every day. A lot of a lot of guys are, are, are telling me, you know, guys, gals, you know, I've got to be careful. I don't use the personal pronouns properly. And so and I'll probably get somebody oh, to say man. something about that. Sorry about that. Uh, I, I'm a good old boy from Texas. I'll probably never learn how to do the personal pronouns you know, properly. But <laughs> but but, <laughs> but, you know, now I'm getting sidetracked. But what, what, what I, I've been told a lot. It's a different podcast. Yeah, you know, I've been told a lot. It's like, you know, by a lot of folks, right? Mark, you know, I think we just need to pull out right now and just wait for a year or two and we'll jump back in. I'm like, heck no. This is the time, man. This is it. Because the folks that actually get themselves educated and get all those extra tools and understand, it's been easy. It's been easy for the last few years. And, and so everybody and their brothers that come into the market right now, a lot of those folks are going to go. They're going to be gone. And and, right. and so if you if you really get if you if you really get engaged right now and learn some of this creative financing techno techniques, to, you're really going to be way ahead of the game and, and you're really going to make a lot of money right now. And so that's really the key right now is to to, to plug in and shift. You know, don't be blockbuster. 
and and uh, and and lose your and lose all your real estate. Okay, you've got to shift with the time, and and so uh, that's exactly what's going on right now. And so it's actually you know the, the best of times and the worst of times. And so for folks that will adapt, this is going to be the best of times for them. It's really a real estate investor's market, and if you understand that, this this is the time for you to shine. Hundred percent. I was just t- telling someone last night. I was like, you know. Uh, we're we're at like 30 rental doors right now. And I was like, if I'm not at 500 by the end of the next two years with what's coming down the road, I'll be disappointed in myself, right? right? So the, there's opportunity abound. This, this is not the time to sit back and pull out. This is the time to take massive action and just and, you know go to town. But like you said, you got to have the right exit strategies, the tools in your tool belt. Because if you don't, then you could find yourself in a really bad position. So let's be clear, right? Like, you know, the this will be the right time for the right strategies, but it will be the absolute wrong time for the wrong strategies. So just knowing those differences makes a huge difference in your overall ability to uh, continue this journey. I, I, I'm telling most of the rehabbers that I talk to, don't use the 70% rule anymore. You need to use the 60 to 65% you know, rule. <laughs> yep. Better it's, to be safe. <laughs> so it, it just the 70% rule today, it doesn't, necessarily work in most markets so be prepared and, and you're also going to have to educate uh you know the, those those folks that you're buying the properties from the sellers i mean because they still think that they're going to get top dollar you know right. they still want to get they, they're like no man my neighbor he made a hundred thousand dollars more off of his property just next door i'm like well it, you like, know six months ago it. not today <laughs> yeah, it's like, but, but that ain't gonna work for you today <laughs> this is where you're at and this is the strategy we're going to have to go right now because I just can't, I, I, there's no way I can pay that extra hundred thousand dollars on that property. And, and so you've got to be able to, to, to you know, to, to communicate that, uh, you know, you know, to also the folks that you're, you're trying to help out too, but there's a lot of folks need to help. And, and uh, I know we could probably, we could talk about all the different strategies. There's more foreclosures yeah. in the market oh, yeah. right now going on than ever. Uh, it's just, it's just nuts. And really nutty things going on right now, and and I will tell you that that the that the market that there the, these individuals need they need your help. If you're a real estate investor and you know what you're doing, they need your help because uh, the banks aren't going to help them. They're not going to bail them out. The government's not going to bail them out. No, they don't uh, care about them at all. Nope. And so it's it's up to a few really good individuals. And if you'll approach this in, in this business to be service oriented. OK, and then the money will come just, you know, just service people and take care of them and the money will come. But you just you have to learn that, you know, to, you know, to, to be smart and, and learn some new strategies right now that maybe you didn't have to learn you know, six months ago. And, and uh, anyway, then and, and you'll be just fine. So uh, stay connected to folks like Bob that are giving you quality information. Uh, and, um, you know, and, and you guys will be able to ride through this storm and. Who knows? Another ten years, it might you might get back on Easy Street again, but you probably make more money right now while while times are rough. Okay, then then uh, then you really would have uh, while you were sitting on Easy Street. No, hundred percent. Yeah, I think there'll be more money to be made in the next uh, eighteen months than there has been in the last decade for sure. But. All right, Mark. Well, thank you so much for being on, man. I truly appreciate having you here. For those folks who want to learn more, I mean, I know you gave the one website earlier, but how, you know, where's the best place to go to either connect with you or find more about the different methodologies that you've been talking about and sharing on this show? Well, if you want to go in and actually watch a free training and get the free calculator on the floss method, if you'll go to uh, theflossmethod.net, theflossmethod.net, okay, I think you can either, you don't have to put the www, you can just do theflossmethod.net if you want to put the www, that'll work too. And, and uh, you'll see my, my ugly mugs kind of standing on the side right there. 
and and put your name in, in the in there in the bar. And then uh, what will happen is there's a, a short training and there's also a free calculator and some other resources there for you. And so we just want to kind of capture that you've come in and looked at this. There's nothing for you to buy. We're not selling anything in there. It's just uh, you know, some free resources. Uh, the note flips that we're uh, uh, getting ready to roll out. Uh, you're so fresh right now with this is is uh, my funnel. OK, will be released uh, probably towards the end of the week. And we're actually having to sit down with attorneys uh, tomorrow. And, and as soon as that's done, I'm actually going to shoot another training video and stick that in there. And it'll be very similar. And it will be noteflips.com. OK, noteflips.com that you'll be able to go in there. And what you'll be able to get from that will be free training. And also I have uh, you know, my a free calculator in there that you can use to uh, to see how that works and some other resources in there. But neither one of these sites. Uh, are going to cost you anything to go in and get the training and you're going to get two separate calculators to, uh, to learn some different exit strategies. So uh, that's it. Don't have anything to sell today, but uh, Bob, sorry about that. Not one thing. No, to sell. It's all good. <laughs> I, I, I love great information. Look at the end of the day, the most important thing that we can do is learn and grow. And as long as we're doing that, then what we're creating for ourselves is the opportunity to, you know, you know, work with each other in the future. So thank you for sharing all your information and where people can find you. Uh, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate having you here. Oh, well, thanks for having me. And you have a blessed Thanksgiving. Uh, not sure exactly when this will be released, but I do know that Thanksgiving's coming up. And so I have a really good turkey day coming up as well. Absolutely. And for all of you uh, listening or watching, dropping in, as always, thank you for your time. Uh, you can make payment for this podcast by simply sharing with a friend. If you know someone who might uh, learn from what Mark just shared or might have you know, a property that's falling, uh, you know, falling into one of the perfect exit strategies that Mark shared, then the best thing that you can do for both them and me uh, and Mark as well is to share this out there and let people know. Because at the end of the day, look, like this is all great information, but if we don't get it into people's hands, it's irrelevant to share it. So that's all I ask for you to do is get out there, do that. As always, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review. I appreciate that. Again, we can't help more folks unless you guys do that because that's what tells all the fun algorithms out there that, hey, we're actually legit and worth listening to. So if you feel that way, please do that as well. And as always, we'll see you on another show next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Take it easy, everyone. Bye. This podcast is sponsored by Three Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, Three Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now. Oh, 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 oh,